Welcome to Restless to Renewed, Women Redefining the Silver Years. We are a podcast devoted to giving voice to older women, women who are 50 and older, to share the hopes, dreams, and challenges of this time in life. We hope that women who listen to our conversations and interviews will find resonance, encouragement, inspiration, and confidence to fully live this season of life. I'm Janice, a life coach, and this is Robin next to me, a spiritual director. We're in our mid-60s now and worked at the same organization for a long time, traveled together for fun occasionally, and kept in touch after we both retired a few years ago. Now our quest together is to find out how to navigate this season of our lives. We are both a bit restless, and we hope that together we can find our way to renewal. Today we want to jump right into the issue of trying to live up to or live down to what others have told us about growing older. The novel and short story author Donald Barthelme wrote, We are what we have been told about ourselves. We are the sum of the messages we have received, the true messages and the false messages. We don't know a lot about what life in our later years will be like, except for what we've been told. This influences our expectations and our actions. We've been told so many things throughout our lives about how we should look, how we should act, and even who we should be. For instance, when we were younger, these statements were not unusual. So we've been told things like, we must be lovely women with a great figure, beautiful hair, makeup, and great clothing. We've also been told we must be ourselves and be natural. Or how about this one? We have been told we should stay home, marry, and raise a family. And then we've also been told we should have a job or career and then consider next steps. I really remember being told some of these things when I was young, and it was difficult because I think that a a girl who was born in the 50s, raised in the 60s and 70s, was told a lot. Yeah, yeah. We didn't make as many decisions as young women are allowed to make today. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of were born into a set of expectations about how a woman looks, how a woman acts, and even kind of the trajectory of your that your life would take. Uh, I imagine that our mothers uh, even had more of that going on. Um, when, when my mom talks about coming of age in the 40s and 50s, um, there, it really seemed very prescribed about what you were supposed to do. Whereas um, when I was growing up, you know, I had a sense of I can I can do what I want to, but uh, there were certain expectations, and I think I got the message you can have it all. <laughs> so I got married, had a family, had a full blown career, all at the same time, and then I realized, oh. I don't know if I want to have it all because it's a lot of work. So, so yeah. And I was kind of on the other end of the stick because 
my family, you know, what people did, what women did actually, was get married and have children. And I remember I had two children, and I was young, and I was in my 20s. And I remember the ladies or the young women around me who were going to work, and and they had jobs. I don't know how many of them had quote-unquote careers, but they had jobs. And they would drop their kids off at the babysitters, and I, and I constantly compared myself to them. Because I kept thinking, well, if they can do it all, why can't I? And um, I, I made a couple of attempts at it. My husband didn't really love it. And it wasn't because he wanted to keep me in the house, as some people interpret it. But he just said, it is so hard. And he worked so many hours then. And actually, he made the money. I didn't make much money. So it seemed like it was more um, obvious, an obvious choice for me to be the one to stay home with the kids. What I found out later in was that all of these women didn't have it all together either, <laughs> even though they looked like they did. They had better yeah. clothes because they had to have them for work. They yeah. had to put the makeup on every morning. They had to do a lot of things that, you know, I let, I skated on some, but they were tired just like I was. Mm-hmm. I was tired because I was cleaning my house and I was doing all these daily tasks. They were tired because they were having to do all of that and go out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think part of my choosing the way I did was I had a mother who worked uh, during the 60s and 70s outside the home as a nurse. And so that seemed kind of normal and natural to me not knowing that she was breaking her back, trying to keep a clean house, trying to uh, bring home money and and keep us all in school and all that. So let's let's face it, it, it's challenging no matter what you choose, right? It is. And I think, you know, so many of us were influenced by our mothers. My mother was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, I mean, I know it wasn't great for her all the time because you know, it was iso- she was isolated a lot. I do remember coming home from kindergarten, and she did have cookies baked for me. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I don't think there was a perfect world. And I think that now, as we're moving into our later years, or our, our years over 50, that we've still been told things, and we've been told, you should be doing this. No, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing that. No, you shouldn't be doing that. And, it's, and if you're a person who wants the best out of life for yourself and others, it, it can come across as being very contradictory. Yeah. In what, you know, as far as what expectations there are for you as a mature woman. Exactly. And having young adult uh, daughters too. Uh, one of my daughters is married and one is not. And just watching how they are navigating that same period of life that I did in, in pretty different ways. Um, uh, maybe not taking on all the expectations of, you know, what, what you should do and how you should do it. And that kind of seems refreshing to me. Yeah, it does. You know? It does. Yeah. So I, I, I think we should talk a little bit about some of the, what we have been told statements as we're growing older. Yeah. And, for instance, um, Robin, I think you had one that you had listed. Right. Uh, here's one that I think we've heard a lot. Uh, we've been told a lot. 
We've been told that caring for others is most important. And I I definitely think I got that message. But then on the other hand, we've been told that self-care is most important. And it's like, uh, those, those can be two very different things. And I feel like most of my life, uh, I have been geared toward, um, putting others first, put them first, put myself second, third, or last. And it's kind of been in later life that I've been seeing like, oh, if I don't take care of myself sometimes, then I'm not even going to be able to care for anybody else. So, um, that, that has been something that I've, I've, I think I've thought about and, and dealt with a lot in my own life. Those, those two kind of competing statements. I, I, I feel the same. And if the thing is, is that again, in the time that we were, you know, on our formative years when we were young, you know, you're taught by your mother and maybe your father and whomever, but that, you know, it's most important to give and that you're supposed to take the back seat. Mm-hmm. And I was often told that, you yeah. know, you don't, you, you're not, you don't be first. You, you let others go first. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when I saw people doing quote unquote self care, I kind of resented them <laughs> because I thought, you know, who do you think you are? It's all about you. <laughs> But then right. there comes a time when you realize there's got to be balance. Yes. And then I see, because as I grow older, I have a lot of friends, or and I say a lot, but quite a few that people that I've known that are having to care for their spouses or their, you know, they're having to care for people in their families, their parents that are ill or whatever, and they get worn out so quickly. Yeah. And so they have to have some time. And mm-hmm. now, and I, I've matured and realized now that that's not being selfish. Yeah. Uh, we've probably all heard the statement, self-care is not selfish. It's it's actually necessary for us to be able to to function well. So, um, yeah, that's that's something I'm still trying to figure out. And, and balance, isn't that the elusive thing that we're, <laughs> yeah. we're all trying to find and, and not even sure it exists? But we try, don't we? We try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I thought is interesting with medical, with the, all the medical breakthroughs and things that we're used to, you know, is that um, hearing about every day about this drug and that drug and, you know, you can't Diets. watch TV without it and every diet out there, you know, this is the right one. And if you'll only do this and you'll only do that. And so one of the things I've, I've heard is we've been told that genetics plays a major role in healthy aging. Okay. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. But we've also been told that we ourselves play a major role in healthy aging. So um, I don't think those are exclusive of each other. Mm-hmm. But it also, I think there's times when we play those against each other and say, well, I want to do what I want to do because, you know, my mother is living long or my grandmother lived to be 95 years old or whatever. Right. So I'm going to float. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with it. And then there's other people who just get so worked up over it and they're trying so hard to do what they're supposed to do. And it's it, it just seems like there's no 
perfect path. So maybe we do both. I don't know. You know, you, you, yeah. you're, you're dealt a hand. It's confusing to me, too, because it's like how much control do I have over the way my life plays out and how, how much should I be exercising? I think as older women, too, I, you do get a lot of messages like if if you would just exercise enough or eat the right diet, you would look like you did, um, or you'd look more like you did uh, 40 years ago. And I, I think we know that's not true, but it, it's kind of a promise that's held out for us. So, yeah, it's confusing time. Yeah. To figure that out, and there's nothing wrong with if you want to do your best at being healthy. I don't. I'm one of the world's worst about planning to be healthy and not being doing what I'm <laughs> supposed to do to be healthy. But, but, um, it you know I don't think that years ago probably women you know sat and dwelled on that as much. They they had so much to do about cooking three meals a day or going to like I said going to work or whatever. Nowadays we kind of want to incorporate it all into it. Now you also got to do this. You know, you got to look really good while you're so true getting older. So true. And you got to be, and if you're not healthy, maybe that's your fault. And, yeah. And it's not, it's, it's both, you know, it can it's be both, both and. Mm-hmm. Both and, yes. Uh, another one that I hear a lot is we've been told that growing older is not for the faint of heart. And then we've also been told that growing older is all about your perspective. Um, I think if you uh, have parents that are aging ahead of you, which is the way it would be, right? Um, you know, you'll often hear them saying something like, oh, this is hard to deal with. Aging is hard to deal with. So, and, and you see that it is not, uh, easy. Some of the health challenges that you face, but then you know, the other side of it is, oh, if you, if you just have the right perspective about it, uh, you'll, you'll be fine. So what do you think about that? Well, I think perspective is important. I think that we're going to always have challenges in our lives. And like mentioned earlier, you know, you and you can have losses. There's things that break your heart. Yeah. You know, we, we had a book out. We both worked in a publishing company called When the World Breaks Your Heart. Mm-hmm. And it does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't always just pull your bootstraps up and say, oh, I'll, you know, it's all about perspective. Yeah. But I do think that you can set a tone for yourself daily and try to get up. And, and you know, there's going to be those those hard times when perhaps you're going to have to stay in bed that day. But for the most part, you know, there are sometimes there are ways that you can try to help yourself feel better and say to yourself, you know, give yourself some positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't believe it is. I think the statement, growing older is not for the faint of heart, I believe that. you got to be pretty tough. Yeah. But at the same time, you can also give yourself some of the tools, and we will talk about that on this mm-hmm. program, about tools to help you navigate through some of those hard times. Absolutely. Yep. Agreed. Um. One of the things that I just love to hear from people, and that was very, um, very sarcastic right then, was we've been told that older women are on the downhill side of their lives. Mm. 
And boy, you hear that a lot. Yes. And and it's not just women, it's men too, but we're talking about women today. So, mm-hmm. And then we've also been told that older women are finding new vitality. And in our introductory um, podcast, we did talk about statistics a little bit and how women are living longer. And I think that when we allow others to tell us we're on the downhill side of our life, we may live into that. Mm. Yeah. And so I I think we need to really um, think about what we're feeding into our brains. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, there's, There's even a sense of, you know, at some point I think we have to talk about how aging is viewed, you know, in our society as a whole, that, you know, youth is lifted up as the greatest time and getting older is like the downhill slide, you know. And sometimes I think as an older woman, um, you begin to feel a little invisible in the culture, like uh, you're you're not seen like you used to be seen. And um, that can kind of make you feel like, oh, you know, like I'm I'm losing whatever I had. But um, we also know, as we talked about in the first podcast, that there's actually more time um, than we've had in the past to discover new things that bring new life to us. There may be uh, new creativity um, that we, new creative things that we try that bring more life to us than we've ever had in the past. So I definitely think that that is um, a two-sided coin. It is. And that's, uh, when we talk about women finding new vitality, vitality is often um, correlated with healthy, being healthy physically. Mm-hmm. And what we are hoping to find with our own lives is vitality in in different ways. Yes. And basically that means that it's whatever we enjoy, whatever it, it doesn't mean what our neighbor enjoys or what they makes them feel better every day. It's what you have to find that within yourself. That doesn't mean you can't spread that out to others and tell, you know, make them see that you are enjoying life and maybe they will begin to enjoy life even more also. But vitality means you're vital. And when Robin said something about being, um, women not being seen as much as they get older, maybe, um, vitality means that we're still considered vital. We, you know, our children still depend on us. Maybe some, if we have children, Mm -hmm. maybe you still want to be in a workforce and you're not going to, um, let somebody tell you, well, aren't you thinking about retiring when you're not ready to retire? Right. right. There's just lots of ways. It might be that you've always wanted to learn something new and you just think, well, I don't think I should because I'm getting up in years. What what does it matter now? Like, what good would that do? Right. You know, it's not for me to get a new job. So what what worth is it to take a course or learn something just for the sake of learning? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we could probably talk about being um, new beginnings mm-hmm. and and also about whether or not well, Robin, you had another one that you were going to mention too. I think another. Well, it's we've really been told. Yeah, we've been told that being older is a sad time of life, and because like things are waning, your body is waning, time is waning. 
But we've also been told that being older is great, that being retired is like the time you've been looking forward to since ever you started work. Um, so, um, I think that's a little bit related to the last thing we were talking about that, um, you know, we can set the pace about how we think of that. Um, is is it a sad time or is it a time to discover new things? Yeah. Um, And, and again, we don't want people to hear that we are, not recognizing that there are many sad things. We have sad things happen to us throughout our lives, but I do think that as we get older and we see some of our friends, you know, pass on or people move away or we're not connected with people like we used to be. If you're in, if you're still in your workplace, then maybe you still have connections, but if you have retired, you might not have the same connections. And I do know people who've made huge changes in their lives um, because they were sad. Yeah. And they decided that it's up to me to take what I have mm-hmm. and make it as positive as possible. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're not able to get out of your home, what can you do that can make that a pos- your days positive? Mm-hmm. If you're able to travel, that's great, but there's people that can't. So there's always a flip side to it. Mm-hmm. And then so if you have if you're around somebody who says, "Oh, it's just great. I love being on the golf course every day." And you don't have enough money to play golf, mm-hmm. it might not be so great for you and that might make you feel sad. So part of Restless to Renewed is we want to help those that are trying to figure these things out, good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. you know, so that they can have the best years that possible yeah. as they grow older. Yeah. And I think that's maybe at the core of our concept, uh, Restless to Renewed, that maybe it is your restlessness, your internal restlessness, that causes you to, to think outside the box, to try something new, and to experience some renewal. And that's that's kind of what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Right. We've, we've been told that being 50 years old and beyond is not a time for new beginnings. Many of us have been told that that's time to wind down. And there's lots of people that do want to do that. It's like, I just need to get out of this rat race or I just need to have some time to myself. But there's also been times that we have been told that 50 years and, and older or beyond is the best time for new beginnings. And notice the word the best time. Hmm. because we could, I think when I look at my past, I'm all, I was always looking for something new. I'm just, that's how I'm built mentally, mm-hmm. but I never would have thought that this would have been the best time. I would have always thought that would have been in my twenties or thirties or forties. And then after that, you know, you fall off the cliff hmm. and I'm discovering now along with Robin that there's so many things that we can do. And even with limitations, yeah. And you just you you know, we would both like to travel more, but that's maybe not going to happen, or it might happen. Yeah. There's just lots of things we want to do, but we're we're we started this podcast just because yes, we wanted to try something new. Absolutely, and that's kind of what we want to explore in the episodes ahead. Um, not just uh, Janice and me talking about these things, but interviewing people who have found a a path forward or something interesting to do, uh, who started a new chapter in their lives at a time when other people might have thought, 
oh, they're done. But they still, they still had more life and vitality in them. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing, uh, some people. Uh, I think, uh, we, we've got one scheduled, um, uh, coming up soon. And, uh, I'm just excited to find out what other people, other women, uh, 50 plus are doing and thinking and starting new again. Yeah. And I'm excited because I have mentioned this podcast to others and our, and our thoughts and our ideas about going forward. And I've seen a lot of eyes light up hmm. because they're yeah. thinking, yes, there's something about us. We're here and we're, and we're, we're still, we still count. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, in addition to these week, weekly or biweekly po- podcasts, we provide personal and group direction and coaching. Please give our website a look at restless2renewed.com. You'll also find, uh, information about older women who have impacted our view of aging free resources for your own renewal, and an occasional book suggestion. We also have a Facebook and Instagram page. If you want to contact either of us after listening to an episode, you can either leave a comment on Facebook or Instagram, or email us at restlesstorenewed at gmail.com. We would love to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions for upcoming episodes. So tune in to our next uh, episode of Restless to Renewed. And we look forward to hearing from you. See you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.